Here we are, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Dog Disruption Podcast. I'm your host, Brett Titus, and as always, we're here with our producer, Adam Contos, and my co-host, the beautiful Leslie. Hey, what's going on, Brett? Well, I'm really excited today because of, we actually have an in-studio guest to share with everybody, and the guy is absolutely amazing. Man, I, I'm really excited about this show. There's so much great information coming up. Uh, Everybody pull out a pad of paper and a pen because you're going to want to write this down. It's going to get good. Awesome. Today in studio, we have the legendary, I will will say, uh, we just figured out, uh, we've been friends for 25 years, the amazing Dr. Kevin Fitzgerald. Thanks for having me. Are you kidding me? Thank you, my brother. So you have such a resume, not just in in the uh, veterinary field, but life resume and i want you to just share some of your history and then also uh your co-host next to you there i want you to uh introduce her and give a little background if you would well if you live long enough you can do things <laughs> you know <laughs> That's I'm, right. I'm so old i remember preparation a <laughs> you know i'm so, I'm so old, the only time I, I don't have to pee is when i'm peeing <laughs> you know <laughs> I'm 67. I went to the doctor last time. I couldn't pee at all. And the doctor goes, how old are I? I go, I'm 67. He goes, you've peed enough. <laughs> you know? So no, this, this is my, this is my vice president. This is, this is Mrs. Thompson. And she, she is a straight, the Denver police brought yep. to, to us. And, and, uh, you know, the, the, the policemen are, are good guys. And Dr. Taylor, you knew him, my old boss Absolutely. said that, you know, the, the policeman could bring any dog laying on the street. They weren't going to just lay on the street. That's so, right. So she was in a snowstorm and, and tied up and frostbitten and in bad shape. And so, uh, you know, we, we, I was going to put her down and she started to wag her tail. And so I thought, well, let's give her a chance and warmed her up and then took her home. We're going to find a home for her in this many years. So, you know, she's. She's got to get a job, you know. She, she, she doesn't, you know, she, she doesn't bring a lot to the house. But you know, you, you know it's funny. I'm a bachelor, and, and you know, it, you, you forget how much they bring to your life, you know. And and they, they uh, and you, you know, with the dogs you work are are working heroes. You know, they don't, they don't. Uh, you know, she's a parasite. You know, she doesn't <laughs> work. She doesn't pay taxes. And in when you you see how much a dog can really be, sure, you know, with service dogs and and the the dogs you work with with the police department and you know the the different dogs that we see for different di- people with disabilities. So, you know, I, I'm I, uh, I, the, the stuff that uh, you know people that don't like dogs have never had one, right? You know, that's right. And, and I agree. So I think that that uh, they bring a lot. They bring and, a and, lot. and knowing you for as long as I have, you are truly, I mean, you're amazing. You have a vast uh, experience with all different types of animals from, uh, talk about real quick uh, polar bears, the, the study you did with polar bears. Well, I've been lucky. I've been lucky. You know, I got to go with the, uh, Dave Kenny from the Denver Zoo. You know, we, we had an expedition to Churchill and been there now seven times. And then up farther to Svalbard and, you know, some photographic and different uh, scientific studies w- with polar bears. And, and um, it's, it's to be a little boy from Denver, get to see a polar bear up close and personal, you know. I'm sure. And, and you know, the, the problem is there's so many charismatic animals, charismatic, you know, they call them charismatic megafauna, whales and wolves and, you know, the elephants that are in trouble. But so many animals are in trouble, you know, with the way the world is going. There's just mm-hmm. too many of us. Sure, you know? sure. And uh, last quick story I want to uh, share with our audience. Uh, Leslie, you'll remember this when 
Dr. Fitzgerald called me up and you were doing this study with rattlesnakes. Oh. And you said, hey, buddy, you want to come out and catch rattlesnakes with me? And I am deathly afraid of rattlesnakes. And I said, Doc, I love you, but there's no way. And you said, but I need help. And my, my, who was it? Your assistant before. And I said, well, why can't he go with you? And you go, well, because he got bit last time. And so he can't go. And I thought, no. We needed some people to go. <laughs> well, we're doing that study again uh, the last few summers. In, in fact, we're going out tomorrow. We've got 20 of them at uh, South Table Mountain outside of Golden with radio transmitters. So <clears throat> we put the transmitters in and then we can follow them for a year and find out a lot about them. There's so much misinformation about these animals. And so we follow them for a year, find out where they go, how far they range, how many babies, who's eating them, what they're eating. And then uh, after a year, I re-catch them up and pull the transmitters out and let them be snakes again. Wow. So, you know, it's, it's great. Well, when you do that, could you just point them to my house and say, stay away <laughs> from that one? Yeah, we don't, we don't, that's But right. they do a great job, you know, with rodents, with, uh, particularly with bubonic plague here in Colorado, you know, where, where they kill too many of the snakes, the prairie dogs uh, have the fleas that carry plague. Wow. So, we, you know, we get the black death right here in Colorado. Wow. So, so, I mean, there's a place for them. I mean, you know, there's a reason these animals are here. Sure. There are 10 million other forms of life on the planet besides us. Wow. You know, all, we were given this wonderful biodiversity in our intellect, and all the other animals are waiting for us to use our intellect to save the place, you know? <laughs> so, so, yeah. So, I, I think, but there's still time. I, you know, there's still time to, to, I think, set aside, you know, habitat and, you know, this beautiful place, where, you know, with the wildlife they must have here. And the problems we're seeing, we'll talk about today, with urban wildlife, yes. with bites on animals, you know, uh, within the Denver city limits, I've been doing a thing with underprivileged children where we see how many wildlife we can see within the city limits within one week. Oh. And so skunks, bats, raccoons, foxes, coyotes, you know, all within the city limits. You know, and so they've learned to exploit garbage cans and, and figure out. The, uh, we've done a study from CSU where the, the urban raccoons can open all three kinds of major garbage cans and the, and the rural right. raccoons don't know. So, so when they learn like, Hey, you know, there's good stuff in there. Wow. You know? All about your environment. I, I want sure. a cheeseburger. Yeah, That's right. you know? So let's talk about that. Um, I know that um, dogs can get themselves in a lot of trouble and it's, I think our responsibility as dog owners to know what's going to get them in trouble. So let's talk about that and tell us what, what, uh, what you've seen in the past and what you continuously see when it comes to dogs and getting poisoned and hurting themselves. Well, that's right. That's right. We're responsible for providing a good environment for them. You know, they depend on us for good decisions and we don't always do that. And, and so what I see is dogs blundering into things. And when we talk about poisonings uh, and getting ready to come here, I looked at our computer and it said that 6% of our emergency room for the last year was poisonings. Wow. So it's, it's a lot. It's a lot every day. And so what we see is who's getting poisoned? Well, dogs more than cats okay. because they're bigger. They can knock over garbage cans and things. Also, they wander, you know, and, and uh, it's bigger dogs, bigger breeds. Some dogs want to carry things in their mouths anyway, you know, and, and chew things. So in males, young males with their testicles get into trouble because they want to wander. So <laughs> the hormones get them into trouble. Right. Yeah. So, uh, so it, 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 when we talk about poisonings, it's, it's dogs. Cats get into trouble too because they're so little. But mainly, it's dogs. And the, the number one thing that we see are rodenticides. People put down things for mice. We've been trying, uh, in getting ready to do this this morning. Uh, one fifth of the world's food is consumed, contaminated, or condemned by contact with rodents. So rodents are wow. a big problem, and you know they they live where we live. 
you know, and, and yep. if you look at the population of rats in the United States, if you just look at where they are, it's only cities. There's none of them in the country. They, they live, you know, in garbage. It's what they're looking for. So rodenticides are a big problem, and they're flavored. Uh, they're usually grain, and they put molasses on it to attract the rodents. But uh, <laughs> dogs have a sweet tooth, too, you know. And, and they, they want to lick and, you know, eat these things and chew them up. So I think people forget, and, and these, these rodenticides, they have a long half-life. Like the, the warfarin, you put it on, you know, it's on a shelf, it'll last a thousand years. You know, wow. it, it's not going to go bad. And so these poisons are out there, older homes and stuff where people forget, they get out in the garage. So the old ones, the warfarin, would make the rats bleed, you know, and we had a good antidote for it. But in 2015, uh, they had 15,000 children that had gotten into the rodenticide so they took warfarin off the market, and now we have cholecalciferol, uh, uh, calcium, releases calcium, and it causes the calcium to go to the kidneys and, and calcify the kidneys so they turn into bone, you know, wow. and, and so the, the kidneys die. Or bromethylene, which is a brain sweller. So for the old warfarin, we had a, a, an antidote, you know, and, and uh, we had vitamin K, but the new ones, we don't have an antidote. So if we get them early, we could make them vomit, you know. So you have two to four hours to make dogs vomit to get things out of the stomach. Once it's through into the intestine, they, they, can't, they can't vomit. And what, so, uh, so we can use uh, hydrogen peroxide, okay. uh, one cc per pound, you know, and we use, we use morph, uh, apomorphine, which is quicker. So, uh, you know, the main thing I tell people is, you know, they're, they're like, now listen, it's hydrogen peroxide. No, is it uh, 3% hydrogen peroxide? Stuff I use on my hair, they don't know. So, <laughs> you know, the, the, it's an old guy with cataract glasses and he can't figure it out how. So, you know, come to us, you know. I mean, your veterinarian is as far away as the telephone, you know. Sure. So I think it's, it's important, you know, to, to, to know that. And, and so, the, the, but pound for pound, the heavy weight of the poisons that I see is ethylene glycol, is okay. antifreeze. You know, a shot glass for a 25-pound dog, a teaspoon for, for a, a cat. And, and it's sweet, so they drink it. And cats don't have a sweet tooth like dogs do, but they walk across it, get it on their feet, and they're, they're fastidious. You know, they're little meticulous, fussy things. Ah, what's this on my foot? And they clean it off, and it's enough to kill them. Wow. So we have an antidote for that. But, it, you know, time is of the essence in these poisonings. And, you know, a big problem that I see is if, if we just look at the house, and let's go, let's go room to room in the house, you know, and where the most dangerous rooms are. And, and the, the bathroom's bad because old medicine is in there. You know, my mother lived with me for years. She had all these medicines from the 70s. And you got a cold here, take some of this. How do you still have this? Well, I took it until my cold was over, and then I still have a few. So there's all this old medicine out there, you know. And, and dogs think anything on a shelf is food, you know. So they can knock things off, you know. And, and so old medicine, you know. One half of the medicine that's prescribed by doctors in the United States every year is, is never given. One half of the medicine prescribed is never taken. So it's around on a shelf somewhere. You know, so, and, and so I think, you know, get rid of old medicine and not just tipping it down the toilet because it gets in the, the water table. You know, taking it back to the pharmacy and then they incinerate it, you know, get rid of it. So, you know, uh, Adderall, Adderall on the, the, the second most dangerous room, I think, is the bedroom. You know, not because what you think, but, but, <laughs> but the, the bedroom is dangerous because of the nightstand. And, you know, these old ladies or people have medication on the nightstand and the puppy's on the bed and he's teething. And many of the medicines are flavored. You know, which is wrong. Right. You know, we've been trying for years to get that to stop. 
And they, oh, wow, this cherry flavor stuff was blood pressure medicine. You know, don't, don't take that. So uh, Adderall uh, for uh, attention deficit disorder in, in children, you know, it is out there. They say that 3% of American kids have ADHD and are treated for it. So, uh, you know, that's out there. Uh, baclofen for muscle, a muscle relaxant for aches and pains. Okay. You know, it, it's out there. It's safe for people. But for, for them, you know, she weighs four pounds. You know, so, I mean, if you look at just dose response, you know, uh, you know, a 185 pound person, you know, it's no problem. Eat, eat an extra sure. tablet. But, you know, you're four pounds. It's a big deal. So, you know, we got two to four hours of making vomit. Get to the vet. Uh, you, you know, chocolate. You know, we, we like chocolate. We have a sweet tooth. Dogs do, too. Milk chocolate is fermented and roasted. And it cooks off the theobromine. The active ingredients gives us a buzz. The buzz for people with chocolate is 20 to uh, 40 minutes. You know, you want to go that extra few miles in the car driving on the trip. So you get a candy bar and get some extra energy and give you. But for them, it's 17 and a half hours. Wow. So it takes them up higher and longer. I, I, in, in, it's not so much milk chocolate, although milk chocolate can be tough on their stomachs. But baking chocolate, that's the one. It's not roasted. It's not sweetened. So they don't bake. They don't cook it off. And so that has... 450 milligrams of the, three, uh, the theobromine. And, you know, so there's the methylxanthines are caffeine in coffee, gives you a buzz, theo, theophylline in tea, and theobromine in chocolate. And so uh, the baking chocolate, I've seen two deaths in, in chocolate in 37 years. Both of them, uh, small dogs, 16 pounds and a six pounder that ate a pound and a half of the, wow. you know, the baking chocolate during Christmas time. Sure. So you know, and we got to be smart and put things out there, you know. One thing is not a, a giant poisoning, but one thing that I'm writing a paper about is food poisoning. Right. You know, uh, grandma's old potato salad, they put it after three days in the trash, they get into <laughs> it, it's a petri dish for different bacteria. Mm -hmm. You know, so food poisoning. Old gravy, reheated gravy. You know, they take it out, reheat it, take it out, reheat it. You know, my, my mother had... Oh, here, there was half a potato. Are you going to finish it? How long has it been in there? You know, you know, I mean, it's just you know, half, a, uh, half a grilled cheese sandwich that you ate. Right. Somebody's going to eat it. I'm not going to eat that. We're going to throw it away. You know, so, so food poisoning. Uh, raisins and grapes. Oh, you know, sure. uh, people don't know about that. And I'm amazed they don't know. It's not all dogs, but some of them. And, and it can, you know, that, that can cause kidney failure. And so as few as three to five grapes in some dogs. So we don't know which dogs, so we just don't give them raisins or grapes, you know. And, and then uh, uh, sago palm, you know, sago palm is a little miniature dwarf palm uh, ornamental houseplant. And, man, it kills them deader than Julius Caesar. Wow. You know, it, it has liver uh, toxins in it that, that hurt the liver. So, so I mean, th these things are out there. And, and, and I, I'm amazed that, you know, pe people don't know more about it. Yep. And the thing with plants, people don't know what plants they have in the house. They bring to me a chewed up green goo and go, you know what this is? And I go, I, no, I'm not a botanist. You know, do you know what plants you have in your house? No. You know, well, my dog chewed this thing. You know, is it poisonous? What, what was it? I don't know. You know, so it's amazing to me. You know, the public is so unaware of these things. Sure, you know? sure. Doc, if you would share with the audience things to look for. Uh, you're not quite sure what they got into. Um, tell us what, what would create someone to bring their dog in right away. I yeah, mean, yeah, uh, yeah. The, the obvious is the obvious, yeah. but can you start to see signs so you can get, them, uh, get that dog into you guys fast enough? Sure, sure. You know, I think uh, with, with uh, you know, looking at your dog and recognizing the normal, by, by looking at them and touching them all the time, then you're going to recognize the abnormal faster, you know? And, and so, uh, you know, what are his pupils doing? 
you know, yeah. uh, marijuana, you know, the edibles that we yep. see now. Yep. You know, I mean, it's incredible. You know, the, the, yesterday they brought in this dog. It, it one, you're supposed to eat one-sixteenth of the brownie to get your buzz for a person. How do you eat one-sixteenth of a brownie? <laughs> I'm Irish. If I see a brownie, I just throw it in, you know. <laughs> but this little dog, Jack Russell, 22 pounds, got up on the table and ate eight brownies. Wow. So uh, marijuana, dilated pupils, uh, cocaine-constricted pupils. What's your dog's breathing rate? Normal breathing rate for a dog, 12 to 15 times a, a minute. You know, what's his heart rate? You know, what's his body temperature? Uh, uh, you know, I have a, a, a thermometer in the house. You know, they have ear thermometers now. You know, 100.5 to 102.5. So does he have a fever? You know, is he breathing rapidly? What's his gum color? Is he nice and pink still on his gum? Some dogs are pigmented, so you can't tell. Sure. Like, like your dogs. But, mm-hmm. but, um, but, you know, I mean, knowing what to look for and what to watch. You know, how, how quick is he breathing? You know, is he, is he stumbling? Is, you know... And those are the things I think to, to you know, by, by watching them, you know, and, and paying attention, you know, and, and then, you know, times of the essence, particularly with things like ethylene glycol, we've got about six hours you wow. know, to do something after that, you know, it's just too late. That's scary. Yeah. It, 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 even sitting here, as long as I've um, known you and been a dog owner, it's still, I say to myself, oh, you know what? I, I always forget the plants are the big ones for us because every once in a while, you're, you're absolutely right. Uh, we just got um, for the spring. We put out some new plants and new flowers, and you're right. We don't even bother looking, do we? We forget about it, and how do you know? How do you know? So instead, you know what we're going to do? We're going to go home and police the house, make sure that everything is up high enough. Yeah, we, to where we they just can't have to puppy-proof the house. You know, <clears throat> yes. I mean, If a kid can get into it, they can. You know, yep. and, and so you know, they're teething, they can grab things. You know, and people know things, onions, you know, macadamia nuts, you know, um, you know things that—, that aren't any troubling people. You know, xylitol, the skinny gum, you know, yes. the sugar substitute, mm-hmm. you know, is, is deadly to them. You know, can shut their kidneys off. So they tested it on on sheep and uh, primates. They tasted it, tested it on, on uh, uh, rats and uh, d- different rodents, but they didn't test it in dogs. And so there's species-specific differences where something's poisonous to one species and not to another, you know. So, so we, we see these problems. And that's the thing, just being aware of it. Um, and again, cannot thank you enough to give that information out and to help people understand what they should can and cannot do. And what's your final closing thoughts? What, what's the best advice you can give to our audience right now with, when it comes to, well, poisons? I think you veterinarians as far away as the telephone will answer your questions. If it's, you know, maybe it's just if it, a 90 pound lab that eats a Hershey's kiss doesn't need his stomach pumped, you know? sure. but, but call you, you know, ask, call, you know, find out blue toilet water. No problem. You know, they, they, can, they can drink that and bring in the original container that the dog chewed up. So okay. it may have manufacturer's information about the ingredients and, and about poisonings. And then we also know the strength of it or a bottle of pills, the strength, the strength of it and how many tablets were in there. How many did you use? And how many did he possibly eat? So, so, you know, bring them in, bring in the original thing. Makes sense. And want to thank our sponsors here, uh, Canine Cop Magazine and Doc, you write for them guys, right? Yeah, yeah. You do some articles. great articles. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so great resource for pet owners, uh, for uh, police officers and anybody that owns a dog because you have guys like Dr. Fitzgerald writing in and uh, giving us some for advice, brother. For thank you. Thanks Appreciate you being here. Animals. Thanks for tuning in to Dog Disruption, your source for better dog training, obedience, systems, techniques, equipment, and stories. Hosted by Brett and Leslie Titus, SWAT and police canine handlers. Be sure to subscribe to the Dog Disruption Podcast wherever you get your podcast, and of course, leave a review. 
Also, don't forget to follow Dog Disruption on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. You can also find us at dogdisruption.com. And as always, be a good dog.